This is the Team Clear Coat Podcast. We're two friends finally doing something about our obsession with cars. We're probably not doing it well, but it should be fun, and we might actually learn something along the way. I'm Dave. And I'm Ian. And this is our show. Ian? Dave? How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? I'm excellent. What, what, what are we doing here? So this is the Team Clear Coat Podcast, Ian. Yes, it is. You've come over to my house to record the podcast that we've been doing since September 2015. That's true. And it's the morning. This is the first time we've ever done an episode in the morning. I think so. I, I'm, uh, you know, uh, maybe about 75% of my caffeine level. Yeah. 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 I mean, this is, I, I have a feeling that I'm not going to look up and suddenly see Abe Vigoda at some point <laughs> during this, uh, during this episode. So hopefully Dave won't get too sleepy. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So anyway, I'm Dave. I am Ian. Um, and we're going to try something new. Oh boy. Another new thing. You got your finger out. We're going to tell the people what we're going to talk about <gasps> because we figured out like we write it down anyway. Right. Right. What? And the show always ends up being longer than we expect it to be. It does. So why don't we just tell the people what we're going to talk about? Yes. Because then people can fast forward through the things that aren't interesting to them. <laughs> so straight to the plugs, right? Just straight yeah. to the end of it and on to the next podcast in the queue. <laughs> right. Um, so we will be talking about, uh, our track day. That, oh yes, that we did this. Yes. That's going to be the the bulk of the episode. Yes, so it is. is our, yeah. our track day report uh, from this weekend. Um, we'll also be talking about um, some uh, political developments with uh, EPA uh, testing budgets under the new uh, the the proposed budget that uh, the president put out. Uh, so we'll be talking about that later. But right now, oh, uh, Ian, I have a surprise for Dave. But it's 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 couched in Dave's least favorite thing. So I have one, something that Dave is going to like, I think, uh-huh. couched in something that Dave hates. Oh. Yeah. So the so, thing... So, so the, like candy wrapped in a Dave Matthews band scene? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. It's exactly like that. Okay. So we're going to talk podcasting about podcasting for a second. Okay. Which is Dave's least favorite thing. Uh, we have a new website. We do. We have a new website. Ian worked very hard and made us a fantastic website. Eh. <laughs> it's okay. And I didn't work that hard on it, to be honest. <laughs> so, uh, Dave, can you, would you mind showing it to of, the people? Of course. Can we show yeah, it to the, of course. To the Twitch stream? Yeah, let's if you're listening that. to this in audio format, play along at home. Yeah. Team Clear Coat dot com yeah it's it's pretty simple apparently no one else wanted that yeah huh go figure yeah all so right you, you go to the team clearcoat.com look at that pretty. and look up so up i want to draw your attention so yeah up, on here will be uh any blog posts that i actually complete ever um and then links to all of our all of our stuff all over the place yep. so finally everything in one place yep. you can just go and it'll, there's links everywhere this is not what i want to talk about the surprise is okay. that you see this navigation bar up at the top here. Uh-huh. Yeah. There are some Easter eggs. Oh, really? In the website. Oh, okay. What I would like you to do at this time is uh, put in the URI for anyone who doesn't know. URI is that little extension after the slash. Taffy. <gasps> what? Ian? <laughs> go ahead and just scroll down oh oh that's so great Ian they found you at an RV 
<laughs> Ian, this is fantastic. These are, for the listeners, uh, these are pictures of, of when we went to Georgetown, when we did the lemons race, when I'm pointing at the at the camera in my racing outfit, me not being <laughs> happy. That was about the, the, the Buick, Buick and, uh, yeah. Encore or whatever oh, it is. Oh, Ian, that's so nice. I love that. And also for you. Uh-huh. Go ahead and change that to whiskey. Oh, yes. Okay. This is this is just for you. I hope you know how much this killed me to do. Oh, Ian. <laughs> it's, it's pictures of Grumpy Ian, St. Patrick's Day Grumpy, Christmas Grumpy. Also, you need the one with you and the red nose on I here. have, Jenny. I was yeah. like, Jenny, do you have, I asked my wife if she had any pictures of me being grumpy and she was like, hold on, <laughs> links incoming. And she was just sending me so many. I was just like, okay, I get it. I get it. <laughs> and after I told her to stop, she was like, she was like, just know that there are more. <laughs> of I, I course there are, I Ian. That. Of course there are. That's fantastic. And then a, an adorable picture of Nico. Oh, Ian. Ian, that's fantastic. Thank you so much, buddy. No problem. That's our Easter egg for the website. You know, why not? That's fantastic. Taffy and whiskey. I love it, buddy. I love it. That was my that was my surprise for you. Ian, that's fantastic. I love it. Thanks, man. No problem. All right. Yeah. So should we should we move on to the things that people actually want to hear us talk about? Definitely. Uh too bad, because we're gonna talk about our track day instead. <laughs> All right. Ian. Yes. We we did a track day at High Plains Raceway. We did. And uh I got a lot of laps in. Yes. So so it was uh the track day with Emic Volkswagen. Yes. I'm gonna go ahead and pull up a map of High Plains Raceway so we can talk oh, about it. Oh, that's a yeah. great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So we can talk through some of the turns and and all of that. We did the full day, which mm-hmm. cost us 140 bucks. Um Something like that, right? It was 125, yeah. 125, okay. Which is pretty good for the amount of race. Like, I had to fill up my tank. Like, I, yeah. I ran out of gas. You did. You did. Um, it was awesome. Uh, and everyone was super great and friendly. To, um, yeah, as, as we're accustomed to. Yeah, as yeah. always. And we got to run the full course. It's been a long time since I've gotten to run the full course yeah. with my car. Yeah. Um, and I found a lap timer for my uh Oh, yeah, for, for my your Android. phone. That was awesome. So that was, yeah. that was nice to kind of put a little bit of um, science to it. Instead yeah. Of just like, I go fast. Right. So so we start the day by getting your winter, ti- winter tires off of your car. Yes. Putting your summers on. Yes. Going to the driver's meeting. Yeah. Hoping that your lug nuts were the correct lug nuts for your car. <laughs> I'm, I'm super smart and I forgot the lug nuts for my summers, which are slightly different, but they, they ended up being the same. They're the fine. important thing is you remembered the special socket for your lug nuts because yeah. you have one of those fancy security socket security. lug nuts. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That anybody could buy on eBay. Or is defeated by uh, a 17 millimeter uh, socket head that you don't care about and a sledgehammer. Uh, oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, that's how that's how you defeat those. Gotcha. Okay, just, na- just nail it, fucking on, just bonk. Okay. All um, right. Yeah. So uh, the, there was a lead follow. We put ourselves in the beginner group for right. whatever reason. I think we probably didn't need to do that. And we're gonna get to that. Yeah, for sure. Right. Um, and we skipped the lead follow while we were working on your car. Yep. And then, um, and then, the, so the advanced group went out. We 
you know, kind of half BS. hour intervals. Yeah, yep. we kind of BS, which is a long session. It is. It they is. They were long sessions. Yep. And so they switched them at the at the top of the hour and the bottom of the hour, and they didn't make any kind of announcement. I think before they might have, they might have made an announcement, or I think we just weren't in a place where we could hear the PA. Right. It, high High Plains. Uh, for anyone who doesn't, who's never been there, which is probably most of the people who are listening to this, it's a great track. It's an amazing track, but it's pretty new. Uh huh. And they don't have a ton of like amenities right you know they right. don't have the sort of like great paddock that you know like uh you know like a like road, road america would yeah. have you yeah. know something that like a large race series would help pay for right exactly because they don't have any large race series and it's in the middle of nowhere it really yeah. is it, so it's far away from civilization all the water has to be trucked in yeah you know it's nothing but portalettes and uh and Trailers. Uh, yeah, trailers for bathrooms. Yeah. Yeah, stuff like that. So, yeah. But it's a fantastic track. It oh, really is. It's yeah. so much fun, and it's it's like there's always a, you know, it, there's always uh, places to find speed around there, I feel. Yeah. Like. It's, it's always kind of a challenge. Yeah. So, yeah, so I'll just kind of... Uh, mouse around a little bit and so and what, well before we get to the yeah. before we get to that let's talk about what's actually more interesting than talking about my track day which is yeah. your track day sure yeah yeah let's let's talk about it so um with the infinity i i had my firestones on i had the stainless steel brake lines and uh slotted and drilled rotors in the front of my car and new brake pads and, uh, and this is the your Infin- Infinity M45. Yes, Sport. It's the rear wheel drive model. They were more typically typically sold as the, uh, it, at least in Colorado, the M35X, the right. all wheel yeah, drive that's what we V6. See all the time, yeah. I have the V8 rear wheel drive Sport, five speed automatic transmission, uh, very high and very visible seating position, and <laughs> yeah. I kept the roof rack on uh, for the duration of the uh, of the day um yeah so there there's the car there with your awesome little v-dub right behind it um yeah so this was the first track outing of my infinity and probably uh probably the only track day i'm ever going to do with the infinity you think so i i do and and we'll get into that later but i i firmly believe that a day at the track can teach you a lot about the handling of your car yeah because you if if you're willing to to do this and and it takes an effort on your part to push the car beyond what you do on the street right mm-hmm. and it it feels like with the infinity since i bought it i've had it what 4 months now maybe 5 months something like that yeah with the infinity i never quite felt like i clicked with the car like i never quite got it right right until this track day mm-hmm. now i now i really feel in tune with the car um, it, I really like that mechanical feel for what the car can give me because it right. it is a luxury car, you know, so it does a good job of isolating you from a lot of things, but it is a touch sporty. I mean, I think mm-hmm. we'd agree that it is a touch sporty, even without the mods that I've made, right? right. Yeah. So, um, it, I just, I never quite felt gelled with it and I certainly do now. So because because I could push it because I could get towards the limits of grip 
you know, all of these things with the car, I feel a lot more confident driving it on a daily basis. I just feel, I feel better in the car. Right. And that's worth $125 and, and a, a nice, beautiful day at the track. Yeah. You know, um, it, you, you can't get, you can't do that on the street. You can't legally and safely do that kind of stuff on the street. No. And, and, and an excellent thing about it is with, with a track, no matter what the size of the track is, uh, the layout, anything like that, as long as you're doing the same corner, the same straightaways over and over throughout the day, you'll build up that kind of uh, learning what the car will give you versus what you can give it. Right. right. Consistency is is the most important thing when it comes to learning your car. Yeah. Right. And and it's also the thing you really strive for in lap times and things mm-hmm. like that because that's the jumping off point to getting better on. Yeah, the track. it's adding speed. Yeah, exactly. For sure. Exactly. So, uh, first time out in the Infinity, I was by myself. We we rode with each other quite a bit, which was awesome. That was a lot of fun. Um, but I was by myself. I had no idea what to expect, and so I was at. Um, let's see here. I was, I I had flown down the straightaway. I had done the uh, right hand turn, the left hand turn, and I was heading downhill towards Danny's lesson. And it was about to be Ginger's lesson because <laughs> turn, yeah, turn six, turn high six is yeah is uh I I don't know if you can see on the on the stream or on the YouTube video. Oh, there you go. Yeah, there's a lot of elevation change happening. Yeah, here. You're crossing a lot of lines. This yeah, is all downhill and it gets steeper as you go. And the apex is basically at the bottom of the hill. Right, and you'll see it's it's a very late apex. The turn really tightens, but y- it's very easy, even though this is a short distance between turns five and six, to build a lot of speed because it's downhill right you actually can carry some speed through turn five and it's it's downhill it's really easy to buy camber yeah exactly exactly it's kind of a nice it's a nice little corner if you can get it right if you get it wrong yeah uh you're sliding down the side of the hill yeah you go off in pretty spectacular fashion yeah yeah Uh, that's why this wall here is so far away (laughs) yeah right um but yeah that uh that that is a fun that is a fun little complex there. So I, I was heading down towards Danny's lesson, AKA Ginger's lesson. And I, 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 I braked hard and the pedal just went to the floor Ugh. and that that's what we call a code Brown. Yeah. Uh, something might've come out and, uh, but I was braking very, very early because I was not, I'm not aware of that. I, you know, I had never done that in this car. The car weighs 4,100 pounds. Yeah. It had an almost full tank of gas too. So, I mean, right. yeah, you know, a lot of weight at the time. And so since I braked so early, I could back off the brakes and build up pressure again and, and get around the turn. And then I, I just kind of limped the car the rest of the way around the track, right? Mm-hmm. Not braking too hard. And the pedal feel came back as I was going around the rest of the track. And I was looking behind me to see if I could see brake fluid leaking or anything like that. And I think that I, I got back to the paddock. Um, you know, you were still out on the track and I, I got underneath the car. I looked at the brake lines and made sure nothing was leaking. Everything was tight and dry. Um, and so then I just drove around the parking lot a little bit, kind of learning the pedal feel. And so I think a couple things happened. I think I just straight up 
overcook the brakes. Yeah. I think that there could have been a little bit of air in the line still from when the stainless lines were put on that could never be. came out, right? Could be. And and I was just way too overzealous because in in the Saab, even though the brakes sucked, you could just lean into them. You could just put your foot hard yeah. and and you could uh determine the the point where ABS would kick in and where it wouldn't, right? Right. And and also, uh, when I was doing this first lap, I had traction control off. So I wonder if that might have disabled my ABS or done something with mm. the braking as well. Like, I'm not sure. So I, I'm going to need to try something like that again in a safe place to right. see what happens. But... Um, also, it uh, with with the Infinity, it has that safety feature where if you brake super hard, it tightens up the seatbelt and yeah. pulls you towards the seat, which is very nice. I mean, that's yeah, I would actually yeah, that would be nice in a, in a not a track day, right? Actually, so yeah, you're not moving around so much. Yeah, yeah, especially in your seats because that's the biggest problem with your car. Right, the, it's a luxury car. Yeah, the, the seats just do not hold you in. Yeah, and like it was with the Saab, it's a core workout <laughs> while you're going around because yeah, yeah you're you're clinging to the to the steering wheel and bracing yourself you yeah. know yeah but um, you went back you went back out and i rode with you yeah for a yeah. while and you know i think you definitely made uh some big progress you know from your first couple of laps where i was riding with you i think well th- well thank you yeah and a lot of that was getting that confidence back up learning the grip right. of the car and and also before we move on uh, to to that stuff i just want to say uh, power stop, brake pads, and rotors are pieces of shit. Never buy them. <laughs> uh, I'm going to get some actual, like, no shit um, brake pads yeah. before those rotors get too bedded in and, and see if that just makes a difference with pedal feel. Because the the biggest reason I went with stainless, stainless steel brake lines on my car was to get a, a stiffer pedal feel. Right. I don't have that. And, and I don't know if that's just the brake booster doing its brake booster thing to keep it as a luxury car because... You should just be able to apply the brakes, right. you know. Um, but I'm gonna, I'm just gonna swap the pads out, and then, and then from a braking system perspective, the car is gonna be done. I'm not gonna do anything else to it. Yeah, I'm not sure. Like I know with my pads because I run the, I run the Hawk HPSs, and yeah. I really like them because they're a good compromise. They are. They are really between good. street and track uh, for the amount of track driving I do, which isn't that much. Uh, but they kind of go. They have this weird curve to them. Yeah, where like. As they're getting warm, they get the the pedal feel gets softer, and then a- after they come up to temperature, they they fir- the pedal feel firms way way up. Yep. Until the point yes where they get really hot, and then the pedal goes to the floor, and they get grabby. Yes, you yeah you will lock a wheel. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, even with the ABS, like which I'm usually pretty good about staying out of ABS, like uh-huh. getting. Yeah. To just to that point, right? I'll get into ABS every once in a while. I right. try not to. Um, yeah, for us, ABS is that indication that you're over braking just a touch, right? Right, because the the maximum braking is right before ABS cuts in, right? Yeah. So I'm I, and I'm I know that car well enough. I can I can usually nail that. But once once those brakes get too hot, the those those pads just grab. They do. They, they get do. super grabby. Yeah, yeah. And so, yeah. you were in the car when that happened uh-huh. on, on turn four. Yep. Uh, which is, you know, at, at that point, yeah. my car, I'm doing what? 110, 115? 120, yeah. Um, uh, yeah, right, right right, at the end of this really right. long straight. Yeah, right um, here. Yeah, biker's berm. And that's, uh, that's also kind of a... <sighs> that corner, you can carry a ton of speed through. And I always leave a lot on the table, especially right. when I'm in my car. Right. Um, 
because like you could, I could, and I have turned in there at 80 before. Okay. Um, but there's not much room for error. Then. No, because yeah, that yeah. it's one of those, there's a couple of turns on this track that are really interesting because like they're, they're, they're flat online. Right. And then they fall away the further offline you right. get. Yeah. It's, and it's almost like punishment. Yeah. That's one of them where you would yep. easily, you could easily, and I've seen it happen, get sucked down into here. Yep. Um, in that little, uh, grassy area between turns four and five. Yep. Um, you know, there's, there's, and there's some other ways for that to go terribly wrong too. Right. Um, right. And it's, it's kind of an unsighted cause you're going uphill to it to turn four. Right. It's sort of unsighted. It is. Uh, yeah. Going into it. So it's a little bit of a blind hill. Yeah. And, and there is a reason that this wall right here is there. <laughs> right. It's because people overshoot this <laughs> yeah. and cu- and go sliding down the hill. Exactly. Right. So it, it is, it is, it is a little puckery. Yeah down in that corner and I know that's partly just our inexperience or whatever but um, I find it I find that one pretty challenging to to keep my fortitude up but yeah. anyway yeah, yeah so my brakes got uh, got pretty hot right. right at the end of that braking zone and and so like the initial bite was fine right and then they grab yep and then the pedal like almost like gets sucked away from me and I'm like okay, okay time to cool it down yeah you, you, we were riding it and cool you just down. instantly said okay we're done you know and and I, and I was like really and and then you you told me as we were kind of taking it easy around the the track yeah. for the rest of the lap uh that that you know those phases that your pads go through yeah but other than that and that was like right at the end yeah. of a 30 minute session yeah, yeah which I'm so happy with with how well my car your car did so well did, Ian. yeah yeah it really did yeah uh yeah it was it was fantastic so but i, I was thinking i, I want to talk about one thing because sure, I, sure. I was thinking about this yesterday um as far as like as far as your driving uh-huh when it when it comes to this track so i feel like you have you've almost done yourself a disservice with your car selection uh-huh. for for both with the Saab and with this because and, and with the Infinity and not that ne- either of those cars are 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 bad or anything it's just that i feel like with my car uh it's a little bit more like immediately confidence inspiring so yes. it like gives me the space yes. to learn the line really well yep and i feel like you're you're so busy. Like you had just, we all have X amount of process available. Right. You are using so much more of yours to like manage, uh, you know, the tires, body roll breaking in, in dusty and, and and everything else. And then, you know, the weight. Yeah. And torque steer. Uh Yeah. You had a lot to manage with dusty. Uh, and then with the infinity, just the, just managing the weight. weight. Yep. And, and and the transmission yep. uh, is another thing you really have to manage with that car. That that like you you don't you can't just concentrate online right. for like five laps. Right, right. I can't. And I feel like if you if you could just get five laps in of just thinking about line and uh-huh. not thinking about anything else, right. you'd have it nailed. Right. Because when we, when I was driving with you and we were and we were talking through individual corners, uh-huh, you would get noticeably faster immediately. Okay. And I think it was just that when I wasn't in the car, you were thinking about the car. Yes. 
but when I was there and I was able and we were having a discussion, we were thinking about the line. We were thinking about the line. You're you were exactly able to right. Narrow in on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Be- because I think I did execute some turns very well when you were in the car. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Uh, High Plains Drifter. That's my turn. It really is that it, you're, you've got that one nailed. So that's turn seven. Yeah. And it, it it's uphill. Like it's crazy. hard to see here. Right. But, uh, it is, um, it is a, it's a steep uphill, uh-huh. um, sweeping, sweeping right hand turn. And it's really, what's really interesting about it is that like the entrance to it is completely choose your own adventure. And yes. in a race, yes. you will see, you know, a wide line, a narrow line. Yeah. A hundred different yep. lines. And they're all, they're, they're all they're right. All, they're, they're all, all right. correct. Yeah. Right. Um, but the exit of it is really uh-huh. weird because it looks like you're just shooting up toward the sky. And that the road is that you won't make the turn. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, because from where you're sitting, it you looks like it... You think it keeps turning yeah. because you can only see that much, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. But you can kind of aim... You just kind of aim it to the horizon and just like... I think the racetrack will be there when I get there. Yep. And guess what? The road is there. And it's there and there's grip and it's it's yeah. good. Like yeah. it, it's and then but then you get a, this tricky braking zone for for yes. eight. If you get a little too overzealous, you can really fuck yourself over on yes. eight. Um but uh that that is my turn. Well, and your car yes just yes. like the the weight trans because you have so much leeway on the entrance to that corner. I load up the suspension early. You can you can just slow motion it into yep. the into the corner and end up with a slightly wider line. And once that weight gets settled over the rear, you're just fucking gone. I stick, I stick, and yeah. the V eight just does what it does. Yeah, those those rear tires are just stuck. I did not upset the rear of the car at all on this track day. Yeah, it was. Oh, there, there was the one, the one uh, final chicane that you got a touch panicked on, that uh, that the rear just stepped out just under braking, a touch. Right? Yeah, 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 under braking. Yep, yep. Well, yeah, you had, you had, you were b- very ambitious with that. One. I, I was, but who made it through the turn? And also, you're a horrible passenger. I'm terrible. You are awful really for as brave as you are in the driver's seat. You are like one. 100th that brave in the passenger seat. <laughs> yeah, you really true. are. Like it's true. And, and it's I think it's just the opposite for you and I, which means that we're going to be the perfect rally team. You driving and me co-driving. Yeah. Right? Yeah, maybe. Yeah. yeah I like it. I mean, yeah, because I wouldn't want you co-driving. No. Everything would be like uh uh one left. We're going right, to die. One right. <laughs> yeah. Ian, Ian, this is a straight. I'm pretty sure I can get out of first gear. No, no. No. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, there's a tree over there. We're going 5 sorry, miles an hour. Sorry. Yeah. I know yeah. I'm a terrible passenger. I know it. I I it's not that I get upset with you being a terrible passenger. I know what I'm getting into now, especially after we played in the snow that one day right. where you basically peed in my car, yeah. right? <laughs> but but, uh, but I just, I love the dichotomy because you fucking fly on the track. You're very fast and very brave. You know your car very well. And 
like, and you you go for it, just like you do whenever you're driving go karts, anything else. See, but when I'm driving in my, uh, my car on the track, it doesn't feel like that. It feels like right. Oh, th- it feels like oh, this is where I'm leaving stuff on the table. Right. This is where I could have gone faster. That's all I think about. Yeah, yeah. And and when you're a passenger, all you do is <laughs> is freak the fuck out. It's true. It, it is amazing. And and so like. Which makes me think about like when we took ride longs during ice racing and mm-hmm. when you've ridden in race cars, you know, like I wish I could see the video from that or like be inside your head for a minute. You know, the only time I've been scared on a ride along is that fucking uh, Jetta cup car. Okay. Okay. So it's just me and really fast front wheel drive cars. Uh, it's your It's your confidence in the driver. No, not necessarily. I'm just, I'm just messing with you. No, yeah. because I think I think most race cars are very they're they're more like settled. Yeah, yeah. And it's when things happen unexpectedly. When I feel things through the seat of my pants that happen unexpectedly, like, that's when I get nervous. So like your weird transmissions, like shift downs in the middle of a corner. Yep, yep. That unsettles me. Right. Or uh, your first couple of braking zones. Right. To be right. honest, unsettled me a yeah. little bit. Yeah. Uh, because you know you you. We we talked about. I was breaking the wrong way. I was breaking the opposite way that I should. And, and right, yeah, and and so we can. I'd certainly like to talk about that. So you would you taught me, and I and I'm pretty sure I've read this before, but I just I forgot it as I was trying to build up the confidence with my brakes again. I was braking progressively and and increasing the braking pressure as I would get closer to the corner, which is the exact wrong way to do it. Right, because if you think about it, you're putting all of that weight. I'm going to use my hands so Twitch can see it. Right, if this is the front of the car, hello right? And here's the back, my, my wrist, right? You're putting, a, as you're going towards the turn, you're rolling all that weight forward if you're braking hard right. as you get towards the turn, which you can only have so much brake and so much grip. You can't have all of both. Right. Right. And you, so like you said, you want the car to be the most settled it can be whenever you get to the point where you start turning. And so the the goal is to brake very hard, very quickly, and then to roll off the brakes as you get closer to the turn to settle the weight of the car back down. Right. To allow you to have grip to turn. Right. Right. And especially, it becomes more important in a car like yours where you're managing weight transfer. Yes, a, a, a large degree of weight transfer, yeah. Right, because then you... If you think about it, you know, when you turn in, you're supposed to be you're supposed to be on throttle again. Right. On like if you're getting on maintenance throttle or whatever. Unless you're trying to do some sort of like trail breaking stuff, but we're yeah. neither of us are to no. that point, to be no. honest. Yeah. Um so like you know, that would be a really big unsettling moment if you're deep, deep, deep into the brakes. Right, right. And then go immediately to to throttle. Right. You would just unsettle the car and you would lose you know, front end grip and everything else. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So that's, that would be, that was just one thing that I noticed that I thought yeah. would be a, a low hanging fruit thing to kill. Definitely. Definitely. Yeah. And, and I appreciate it. I think it, if I was in another car, I would, I would, I would really be able to, to lean into that and do that. And, yeah, and so it, because you do an excellent job of that, you really you have your technique sorted, and you were laying down some really consistent lap times. You were yeah, I was pretty happy when I started looking at my lap times that I had like five yeah. or six laps that were all within a second of each other, I right, think, in a row. But you like there was there was something about you like mentally that day. Uh, you were very focused, right? Mm-hmm. But you just seem to not be happy with your performance on the track. Have we met before? Right, but but it seemed to be a touch different. 
Oh. You know, I you're you're very hard on yourself when it comes to this. And 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 I would I, I like you're and now you're feeling better now that you've looked at the times, right? Well, uh, yes and no, cuz it's frustrating when you know like in my head I know exactly where I'm losing time and what I need to do. Right. And but when it comes time to do it, uh-huh. I don't I just don't do it. I just can't I just can't bring myself to do it. Like turn 4 is right. definitely one where I, but you know that whole because that compromises my run to 5 right. and I know I could carry more speed through 5. Yes, you could. Yeah. Uh, um and that's a ton of time I'm leaving on the table. I bet I bet I could get another second or two. Yep. I out so. of out of just that 456 complex. I think you're right. Yeah. Um without without really getting near the limits of the car. Yeah. Um the other place is the eight, nine, ten uh-huh. complex. I lift going through nine and okay. I don't need to. Okay. Yeah. No, um, y- you don't. And short shifting into nine was, w- it, that's, that's a long downhill run. Uh, I like the, I still like the short shift, but I still yeah. lift going through nine B. Right. And I don't need to. No, like, you don't. Yeah. I end up, one thing that I consistently do in every car that I drive, uh, and I think it might just be my driving style. I don't know. Is I tend to overstop the car and then drive through the corner. Oh, like okay. I feel more comfortable doing that. Right. Uh, and I know that, like, especially if I'm going to drive things that are like, you know, especially like front wheel drive cars. Right. Or you or can't do underpowered that. cars. Yeah. I'm. I'll be dead in the water if I right. if I do that. So I need to learn that momentum driving technique. And right. part of it, it, part and this is where my car is a disadvantage. Right. Because it understeers so fucking bad. It does. But it has such great traction out of the corner. That, it does, yeah. That that like overstopping thing kind of makes sense with that car, right? Um, but I I do want to learn that technique of of that momentum driving yeah. thing, and I just don't have it. And, and so. I think that that would benefit your car very well uh, because you have such a flat torque curve, right? Mm-hmm. Having that momentum and being and being able to carry that little bit of speed will go a long way because you can't make up those big gains by overcoming it with power, right? right? Where I could, I could pick up time with Rusty just coming on to boost out of a, out of a turn, right. right? You don't have that. So, so it's really important for you to maintain that momentum. Yeah. And, and you know, yeah, because you can't throw just another hundred horsepower at it. Which you know, I mean, that would be nice. Right. If I just woke up one morning and I had another hundred horsepower in that car. It would right. be amazing. Yeah, it would. It would. But but it's yeah, not happen. Exactly. So. Yeah. So so um, I I think one one discovery that you and I made uh, during this time was that uh, there were if if we got to the track entrance. Uh, right when it was time to shift between the runs, we could get a couple clean laps in without anybody else on the track. Right. We had tons of unobstructed lap time. Yeah. Right. And and during this track day, it was all point to pass. So you would point out your window at the, right. the side that you wanted the person to, to pass on. But you and I... It, I did the advanced group and I was more comfortable in the advanced group. Yeah. Everyone was a little more predictable, even though people yes. could pass wherever. So in the in yes. beginner group, really the only difference was that there were designated passing zones, yep. Yep. which honestly made it worse. Like yep. it was, I think more, <laughs> more dangerous because you ended up, there's such a huge horsepower disparity yep. and yep. ability disparity. Yeah. We're like at one point in a beginning group, we had a Hellcat in with yep. us. Yep. Um, and which is, Three times the horsepower of my car. Right, exactly. Three times. Yeah. yeah. Um, and 
it, it was just, it was unmanageable. Like, yeah. <laughs> I mean, first of all, he was completely sideways through turn one. Like yes. I, in the brief time I was behind him, I saw more of the side of his car than I did the back. <laughs> um, and this is the, again, this doesn't give you the idea of, of how puckering it would be to be sideways through turn one. Yeah. But it's a fast corner. Yep. It's flat, but this is this, uh, the inside of it is all wall. So yep. it's blind. It's a blind turn and you don't, you can't yeah. see it until it's time for the turn and you can't see the exit. And you, you just have to know that it's a little bit less than 90 degrees. Yeah. Yeah. And it is slightly off camera, but there's yeah. enough runoff that you're going to be fine. Yeah. And you can make up for that by hopping onto the, to the, uh, side. Uh, what are those called? The, the curbs. Yeah. The, the curb, because yeah. then it's, then you kind of level your car out at that point. A little bit. Yeah. 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 It's, it, it's a sketchy corner. Yeah. Uh, to be, <laughs> to, to be super aggressive on. Remember that Acura Integra that we saw on our very first track day? The the giant slayer? Yeah, I remember that. I will never forget the speed that that car could carry it into was, that turn. It was ridiculous. It it was amazing. It, like I've never seen a car carry that much speed into that turn. Yeah. Other, other than that Integra. That, yeah. that it was amazing. Yeah. It was so fast. It was like the guy wasn't even braking at all. It, it ap- was crazy. after a straightaway. Well, and that I mean that that straightaway is all uphill. Yeah. So there are some cars like some of those you know, more underpowered cars yeah. that don't break. Right, right. And they're ba- essentially just lift from right. that corner and that's it. Exactly. Um, yeah. And th- when you nail this, that one-two yeah. combination, yeah. it's so fucking sweet. It, because, it is. Because it just launches you yes. to that, on that straightaway. And honestly, I would reel in cars. Uh-huh. You like to three, you know, through three. Yeah. I would reel in cars and then of course they all had more horsepower than me and then they would just disappear. Yeah. So yeah. like when I was behind that Hellcat, I reeled them in the whole way. Oh yeah. I'm until sure. Until we got to three and then uh gone. Right, right. Just exactly. Gone. Yeah. Yeah. Um but being in the advanced group, we got tons of unobstructed lap time. Yeah. Uh, it seemed like and attendance dropped off throughout the day. There were less people in the evening session than there were in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we had some completely... I mean, it, the last time we went out, I was riding with you. We had, what, five laps without a single person passing us or was, us needing to pass anyone. It was awesome. That is amazing. Yeah. On a, yeah, it was Not it was even so having great. to think about other cars that entire time. It was so nice. And that's when I was like within a second of like all of my laps. Yeah. Yeah. I was, yeah. You were nailing it. It was fun. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was fantastic. So, yeah, I mean... Track day was a, a rousing success. Yeah, uh, it it was fantastic. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, go to go to go to go to your friendly neighborhood track day. It's Definitely. a great it's a great time, and people are awesome. And yes, and super talked nice. to everyone. We met some fantastic people, including those uh, those the youths the youths uh, that said that your car was their dream car, and we had to tell them like, oh, you need you need to set higher goals for yourself, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. I feel bad for you. <laughs> Right, and dream then, higher. Right, right, and, and, then, I said, and yeah. then I. Do you remember? I asked them. I looked straight at them. And I was like, "Do you have a six-figure salary?" <laughs> no, and I was like, "Then you cannot maintain this car." <laughs> it's it's sadly very true. Yeah, yeah, sadly true. Yeah, uh, and so there we go. Did so, you like in the uh, also on our website? Did you read my bio? Yes, where I said. <laughs> I was making a joke about uh, the mechanics, the mechanics, yeah, sending their Denver. kids to Harvard. Yes, yeah. that was fantastic. Yes, 
Ian. Yes. That was track day. That was track we, day. We need to hustle because we, we have do. To, we have to go be legitimate automotive journalists in or, a little bit. Or get fired or f- not fired, but kicked out. Exactly. Of legitimate automotive journaling. Yeah. yeah, we're going to the auto show, but you'll hear all about that at another time. Later this week. Yes. Later this week. Tomorrow. Yes. If you're listening to this Thursday. There you go. Tomorrow, tomorrow night. Tomorrow. If you're watching on Twitch, it's going to be a few days. Going to be a few days. Anyway. Anyway, um so let's yeah, let's talk about this uh this uh Reuters article. Yes, definitely. And then we'll do some listener FM we'll do like maybe one listener FMK card. Yeah, cuz we got to wrap it up and, and we got to wrap it up and yeah. we got to go. Okay. So Reuters uh broke a story this week um yesterday the the 4th um about um some more detail on 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 Trump's and this is our we have a, an automotive I, yeah. I'll do it I'll, it's okay. fine. Uh, we have an automotive swear jar and one of the things is Donald Trump not on the after show yeah so I'll go there ahead and go. Do, just go ahead and do yeah. that but anyway it's relevant uh, he th- there was some more detail that came out around his proposed budget which is still just a plan it's not you know obviously it's not even uh, to Congress or anything yet right um it's it's still a blueprint, but the the plan would cut the budget for testing uh, EPA uh, or for EPA testing of vehicles by ninety nine percent. Yep. yep. Um, this is obviously troubling and should be yeah. troubling even to an uh, to the enthusiast perspective. And I want right. I want to talk about that about uh, why that is, but basically. The day, the year after, we're less than a year out from the VW from Dieselgate, Diesel yeah, which right? happened because the EPA didn't have enough resources to properly test vehicles. First of all, exactly, and then the only reason that it got remedied was that the EPA could then verify the testing that had been done by the by, by a the, third party by a third party. Yeah, you know, and and so so. I've seen some people arguing that, oh, well, the EPA didn't find that in the first place, so what difference does it make? Which is some fucking mental uh, gymnastics. Because, right. first of all, if the EPA is the one setting the standards, right. it should be able to verify those right. in, in some in some yeah. way. or right. or And if, have the resources to do so. Yeah. Or, you know, if somebody has some great uh, proposal to privatize that, Right. That testing and, and outsourced it and, and there's a legitimate reason to do that, fine. Right. Go ahead and do it. But, but the testing are, still needs to be done. Right. Right. And this is what this is uh kind of gets back to something we talked about on the after show a few weeks ago about the deep state thing. Yes. And, and the nature yes. the nature of bureaucracy right. and what it actually means. So it's easy to get wrapped up in this, well, you know, philosophical debate about like what's the role of the federal government and all this other th- other right. things. When it that ends up that ends up being a trap because you end up completely completely ignoring the issue of outcomes. Yes. Right. Yes. And so, if the outcome is is that we have air that looks like the 1970s, the right. early 1970s. Yeah. Then the question isn't shouldn't you shouldn't start with what's the what's the how is this going to affect my philosophical ideas about what the role of government is it's how do we fix that problem right and you know if you want to start with examining free market solutions or whatever 
that's fine. Right. I don't right. really care. Right. Exactly. I don't think anybody really cares. I just want to breathe clean air. Right. But it just hap- it just so happens that we have this mechanism set up. Right. At its core is to solve problems in a unified way, right? Right. Right. It, whether the, that problem is national defense. Yep. Hey, people, hordes of people are attacking us. Right. We should probably form some sort of collective to stop that from happening. Exactly. That 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 is the the national defense role that all the conservatives like to say is the only role of the government. But at at its core, there was an outcome. Yes. That we didn't like. Yep. We're unprotected. Right. And then a method to solve it. Establish together. the military. Yep. Together. Right. right. Exactly. Um. You know, and you can do that with with anything, and and there, it's fine to have debate about where that should be done or how it should be done. Sure, it's hard to argue that environmental things though should be left to the states, since you know things that go into the atmosphere in Colorado definitely drift into other states. Exactly, exactly. Right, we all have one atmosphere. Right, exactly. Yeah, just these big like glass walls that rise up. Right, yeah, exactly. Which in Colorado would just be bong smoke. <laughs> 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 and and fish tunes. Right. Ex- yeah, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Right? Yeah. yeah, the fish tunes would just echo uh-huh. and terrible. No, awful, awful. No, we don't want that. But you're, you're exactly right. We need to think as a country for an for an issue like this. Right. Right? Um, so and and also by doing this, if if we're going to if we're going to say start to look at free market solutions or, you know, or other third party types of solutions, we are abandoning the establishment that we already have, the establishment that has been working and been doing a very good job. Not to say that 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 establishment couldn't be doing better, but it it, it has suffered from a lack of funding for decades when it comes to power plant inspections, nuclear power, uh, power plant inspections, all like the EPA has been short staffed under the Obama administration, he couldn't get funding for yeah, it. Pretty much for its entire existence, yeah, it's it, been understaffed. Right. And and again, so people forget that these are professional people doing yes. a job that needs to be done. Yes, exactly. They also forget, I think, that, you know, that profit motive, we've had, we, we just went through a really good demonstration of why profit motive or the invisible hand or whatever the fuck you want to call it. Sure is ill-suited to uh, policing environmental yep. issues, right? Exactly. Because the the incentive is not to maintain the... Main, or is not to help the environment, as Volkswagen very yeah. plainly showed us exactly. last year. Right? And we can't just trust a company to operate ethically. Right. I mean, we should be able, we should be able to. But we can't. This is that's the, the real th- world. That's the economic theories that we should be able to. But when we know that the outcome is that that doesn't happen right. in specific right. cases. Right. Yes. Yes. Then we need to act, right? Re- you're exactly right. And we uh, pulling funding from the EPA does is the exact opposite of what should be done. Right? Yeah, it's bullshit. It it's super infuriating. It's insane. Yeah. It's insane. And and again, <sighs> we've we've talked about this before, but the the what I think is um, is necessary for us as enthusiasts to keep in mind is that there is a reckoning of all of this environmental impact that is going to come. Yes, you know, no matter what happens with the this administration or or Congress in the future or what doesn't happen or at the states or whatever, 
all of that is completely decoupled from the reality of we're going to have to fix the things that we've fucking broken. Yes. Yes. And it would be a good idea if we don't want our toys to get taken away when all of the appliances get taken away. Yep. That we're seen as partners in this and not just obstructionist Jeremy Clarkson clones. Exactly. You're right? exactly right. And so I, I we need to be as a group more vocal about this and um and Again, seen as a partner because the car enthusiast, like nobody gives a shit about your Triumph Spitfire that you drive, you know, 12 days a year. Right. That's not the problem. Right. Right. And I think most serious people, when they start to examine that, would agree. Right. But only if we're involved in the discussion in the first, right. in a constructive right. way. Exactly. You know, if we just spend all our time shitting on hybrids and, and, right electric cars, then that's not going right. to do anything for us. Exactly. As the subject matter experts <clears throat> for these kinds of things, we have to set that expectation for, right. for the people that are going to be interpreting our opinions and, and, and what we want and what the general public wants. Right. Yeah. Why right. would, why would anyone give us our little cutout? Right. If, if it, we've just been nothing shit, but yeah. Shitting on <laughs> Priuses. Right. Right. I mean, the Prius is not a good, <laughs> the Prius is not a good car. We could we could advocate for these things being good cars, but it needs to coexist. That's a separate discussion. We do not have time for. Okay, it. we do not have time for. Okay, it. all right. But anyway, so that's it. I would I, re I highly recommend reading the the Reuters article. Jalopnik yes. had good coverage of it as well. Yes, it's it's all over the place. Um, definitely seek it out and read it and get informed on it and um, you know start. Uh, bugging your Congress people about it. Yes. So that's our political advocacy for today. <sighs> yes. Yes, it is. Ian? Yes. I, I, the, the point that you made about us not just becoming Jeremy Clarkson clones, that was fucking well said, man. I, oh, thanks. Yeah. That, you put a wonderful bow on it. Thanks. Okay. Let's just do two listener FMK cars. Let's we'll do, do that. one of Nick Lindy's. Okay. And we have a listener that sent us an email. Yes. And it, yeah. was, a, it was a very complimentary email, which, of course, made me immediately uncomfortable. It was spam. You just mark it as spam. <laughs> in the photo, spam. Spam. <laughs> yeah. No. From uh, an awesome guy named Harley. Yep. And uh, you want to do which one? You want to do first? I'll let, go ahead and give me Harley's. Okay. I'll give the description of FMK Cars. Okay. FMK Cars is a game that Ian and I invented while I was board at a conference in Los Angeles. It is the classic game Fuck, Mary Kill uh, that people play with people, but we play it with cars because we're nice and not deplorable monsters. So, in this scenario, we give each other a car and you have to decide FMK. F means you hit it and quit it. You drive it for a day. M means you marry it. It is your daily driver, warts and all. K means you kill it. You send it to the crusher immediately. Ian? Yes. Hit me with your FMK cars. Okay, so this is from Harley in Chattanooga, Tennessee. Yes. Awesome. Um, so, first one. So, there's, a, there's some catches with this. First one, 1971 Jensen Interceptor. Hard top. I love the Jensen Interceptor Who so much. Who doesn't love right, the Jensen right. Interceptor? Yes. It's uh, the fucking greatest, right? Yeah. 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 Okay, Jensen Interceptor. Yep. Okay. The, so look at that. Who doesn't love that? Right? It's the it's the greatest. Uh here's the catch. It will have five very large <coughs> King Ranch badges on it. Yes. And it will be painted brown. Okay. 
to be honest, I think brown is the best color on the Interceptor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was like, why is this a catch? <laughs> but he's getting into our thing about people putting badges from other cars on other cars. So, Which is ridiculous. Right. Yes. 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 So I, I, I like that twist. Yes. Okay, so the second one. 1988 BMW M5. It's the E28. Yeah. Gorgeous. Uh, so the what catch year was, was it again? I'm sorry. Uh, uh, 88. 88, okay. Oh, yeah. The M5? M5. Oh, God, it was so gorgeous. Yeah, it's perfect. Yeah. Perfect, perfect. Okay. Um, right. So the catch here, there you go, right there. There's that blue one. Ooh, I yeah, like that blue. Right? Look I at like that. that blue. Yeah, that's fantastic. I don't think oh, I've ever seen one in that, in that blue before. Beautiful. Uh, here's the catch. Two large turbo stripes running down each side. Yep. This car is not turbocharged. Uh, oversized exhaust pipe from AutoZone. And uh, he says he calls those dick pipes. <laughs> which is pretty funny. Yes. Okay. The last car. Uh-huh. 2005 Dodge Durango V6. Oh. No catch. You're just a dweeb. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that is an uh, awful car. I, I had a coworker that had one of those. Yeah, those are... That's uh, the, It's that one. Which one? This, this one? This one right here. Yeah. yeah you, you've got the right one. Oh, God. It's so terrible. It, it could be said that it is the only car worse than a journey. No, yeah. that's what the journey replaced. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh yeah, yeah. You swore. Yeah. yeah. Dodge if your evolution is a journey, <laughs> then, you, then you're, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Woo. Uh, Dodge Durango. I am killing the Durango. You've got to. Okay. Even with no catches on it. Yep. Yep, bye-bye browser tab. Yeah. Okay, so killing the Durango, I am, oh man, I am effing the BMW with the turbo really? stickers, right? Because I would not be able to sleep at night knowing that I had a car that had the word turbo on it. That wasn't that turbo wasn't turbo. Even though back in the day, and they talked about this on Old Top Gear, where uh, the word turbo was just used as a euphemism for fast. Yeah, right? or so, cool. Yeah, exactly. So they would have things that said turbo, but they didn't have a turbocharger. Right. Right. Anyway, I if my car said turbo and it wasn't a turbo, I would... I would not be able to sleep at night. I would just be tossing and turning in bed like, oh God, I'd have like sandpaper in my hand or like my heat gun. That's and just awesome. Like, ah, ah. Yeah, couldn't do it. So I could do that for a day uh-huh. and then I'm going to marry the Jensen Interceptor with the King Ranch stickers in brown. I like it. What would you do, Ian? I think I would marry the BMW. You would? I, I even would, though it says turbo? Yeah, it's just so cool. Okay. I love that car. Okay. Um, and then, um, obviously, I would crush the Durango because yeah. sweet yeah. Jesus. Yeah. And then for a day? Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. Jensen yeah. Interceptor. You and I are growing mustaches for a day, and we're driving around in a Jensen Interceptor. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I look terrible with a mustache. So do I. Because everything on my body, all of the hair on my body, which is a lot, <laughs> just goes straight out. Uh-huh. So like this, my hair, it, this is uh, this is uh, three pounds of product to get it to <laughs> not just be straight out of my head. Uh-huh. And my facial hair does the exact same thing. It reaches a point after like a week and a half uh-huh. where it just goes like, do you remember the episode of uh, South Park where uh, the, the Trapper Keeper episode? Yes, yes. Where it's just like assimilate, uh-huh, assimilate. Yeah. That's, that's what my mustache looks like. Okay. It looks like it's trying to absorb Barbara Streisand. <laughs> okay, yeah. all right. 
Yeah, so not a good look. No. Mine grows in kind of blonde on the top and dark oh, on the that's bottom. Like, I like that. So it looks like I just fucked up eating an Oreo cookie or something. <laughs> <laughs> and, and also, it's just thin and ginger and not, oh, oh, no, me with the mustache. Me with a little bit of scruff, I think, I think looks okay. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah. Yeah, my mustache comes in like a Ooh. wire brush. <laughs> yeah, just. <laughs> like, I can clean your battery terminals, <laughs> but that's the just, only thing that's good for it. Yeah, yeah. Um, oh, God, I messed up. I messed Maybe up. Maybe I'm going to clean your battery terminals. Yes, yes, I messed up our Twitch. Oh, God, I dragged the thing It's been down. a while since I've done the creepy voice. I know. Creepy voice. Yeah. Ian, yeah. we have one more FMK cars. We're going to do one of Nick Lindy's uh, FMK cars. And then we have to we go. We have to go. We're we sh- can't be late for our first legit nope. automotive journalist thing. Nope. Okay, so these are cars he's, he would love to buy. Okay. okay. 1995 Toyota Supra Turbo, Ian. And yes. let me hop over yes. to the browser. 1995. I think we all know what this looks like, but I'm going to pull up an image of it anyway. Uh, Get rid of the fucking Durango. Not, I know. I'm sorry. Uh, Supra, Supra. Oh, God. Supra, save us from the Durango. <laughs> save us from the Durango, right? Yay. Yeah. The fish face whale tail Supra. Okay. Yeah. Yep. All right. Yep. So then... Let's see here. So view image. Okay. Then what else do we got? We have a Mitsubishi, 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse GST. Love it. Okay. All right. Picking up a 90s theme. Well, it's all 95. All 95. Yes. Yes. Eclipse. Yes. 1995 Mitsubishi Eclipse. Uh, Love it. It is a fantastic car. Uh, Front wheel drive, turbo. Awesome. Is that all-wheel drive? Oh, yeah, or the all-wheel drive, yes. I think yes. the GST was all-wheel I can't remember. Don't look it up, I'm Ian. Sorry. We don't have time. I'm we sorry, DSM people. We don't have time. Uh, and then GSX? lastly, uh, yeah, I think GSX was all-wheel drive. Yeah. Um, Acura NSX, 1995 for the last one. Uh, and here it is right there. Beautiful. We love the NSX so much. Okay, yes. so Ian, what would you do? Super Eclipse. NSX 1995 and I just assume that you have to listen to the turn of the century podcast which we love during the your entire time in the car good job sneaking that in there thank you um I would say I'm gonna crush the eclipse you are okay I'm gonna marry the NSX and uh-huh. I will drive the super for a day okay all right I, and I'm just gonna roll up to people at stoplights and say I live my life a quarter mile at a time <laughs> In the okay. Supra. That's what I'll do for a day in the Supra. We've talked before about what I want to do with the Toyota Supra. I want to take off the whale tail, mm-hmm. make it the ultimate GT, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. I would marry that. I would drive the Honda NSX for a day because for the love of God, right? Yeah. You have to. And then unfortunately, I would kill the Eclipse because... It, but. I love a super fast over turboed front wheel drive car. Yeah. Uh, it hurts. That one hurts. That one hurts, Ian. Yeah. It hurts. But you know what? It has to. We got to rip the band aid yep. off. We have to leave. We, we have do. to leave. We, do. Right we have now. to go. We have to go. So, teamclearcoat.com is where you should go for all your things. And we're done with plugs. We're done with plugs. That is the whole reason I did this, was just so we would only have a two second plug segment instead yes. of Dave listing websites for 30 oh, minutes. Oh, God. Right? Ian. Go to teamclearcoat.com. Teamclearco.com for all the things. Yeah, all and the we're things. done. And we're done. All right. Closing them, closing them down. All right. Thank you, Twitch. Thank you, Ian. All right. Goodbye. Goodbye. We love you.